Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. You heard SportsCenter's John Anderson there talk about that other cam, Acres, that the country got introduced to last night, the rookie second-round pick, buck 71 on the ground, best rookie rushing performance in one game for any first-year player this year. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. But let's start by talking about the guy that was handing that football off to Cam Akers, that would be Jared Goff. He had one blemish last night, fellas, but besides that, he thought he played pretty well. Overall, I think outside of the interception, which, uh, you know, if I get the ball outside, you know, it, it, was it a pick, was it not? I don't know, but if I get the ball outside, throw it accurately, it doesn't matter, and, and that was the one I wish I had back today, tonight, but other than that, thought I did a good job handling the game. We well, can, Jared, I'll tell you it was a pick. We can so. confirm that it <laughs> yeah, was an exactly. interception. And, and much like I said earlier, that was really the only Play that said, and, and and it was a great play by Miles Bryant uh, to go get that interception. But like I said, put the ball in front, not behind. We won't even have, be having this conversation. Jared Goff is playing pretty good football, man. And we, I know he's eleven interceptions on the year. Discount the one last night. Great play by the defender. Typically, that ball is either caught or hits the turf. And so I take that one away. He okay. gets ten. Out of those ten interceptions, there's been games where he's throwing multiple interceptions in, a handful, you know, two or three. And so when you start to look at that, you get rid of that Miami game and you get rid of that 49er game, and he's having a a pretty good season. I mean, you know, and then you talk about over the body of work over his career, get rid of the Jeff Fisher year. That's a throwaway, right? That wasn't – he came in six games ago. Todd Gurley called it a high school offense. Jeff Fisher was wrong. Like, get rid of that. But since he had, since he's had Sean McVay, the guy's been lights out. He's gone to the Pro Bowls, gone to the Super Bowl, took his, led his team to the Super Bowl, led him to New Orleans. They beat the Saints. He goes on. He loses to the to Bill Belichick, but a lot of teams have lost to Bill Belichick. It's not anything to be mad about in terms of that. And he's just having a pretty good football year, a football season. I, I see where he can lead this team to a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback and make enough plays throughout the course of the season to get them there. Uh, This offense has a lot of different uh, designs, the things that they do. Sean's really good at at motioning guys or hiding certain things and formations to make you think it's one thing when it's another. So I, I like the direction that Jared Goff is headed in. One thing that I would say after I said all that is just don't turn the ball over, man. That's all you got to do. Don't fumble it and don't give it to the other team in a different color, and you'll be fine. I mean, the question that everybody had, you know, coming into that game last night was, why, why do we need to think that Jared Goff needs to be legendary status of a quarterback in order for them to win a championship? He doesn't need to be Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you can go back. Rex Grossman got his team. I mean, their defense got their team to a Super Bowl, but, I mean, serviceable, right? There's a lot of quarterbacks who have been serviceable who have gotten their teams to the Super Bowl. That is correct, but Jared Goff is above serviceable. I, I, I'm not saying that he's Rex Grossman. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. He doesn't need to be the elite of the elite in order to help this team. When their team is going to win a Super Bowl, they do because of their defense, and he needs to play well in certain points of the game. He has the ability, though, at times, if they need him to be that guy. Elevate. He can elevate. If, he, if they need him to be the guy to push it, he could do it. You know, when I put – look, a Joe lot Flacco, of people – the Ravens, I mean, prime example, stuff like hit, that happens, He right? hit at the right time. Joe Flacco hit at the right time. I played on the Bucks team, and we won the Super Bowl. 
in, in so many of you and you think that it was all the defense. Who, oh, are it we was, the media? Who are we? Who, who are you and you? Who's that? Meaning like fans. The media? Fans. I'm, I'm saying fans. Not okay. just the media screedia. But I'm talking about the fans. They think it was all the defense. Oh, my God. It was Simeon Rice and Derrick Brooks and Rondé Barber and John Lynch. Well, That's how they won the well, Super Bowl. Huh? Because it was a defensive-built team. That's all we talked about was our defense, defense, defense. So one of the most underrated defenses in Super Bowl winning history. But our defense was lights out. One of the top five defenses in Super Bowl history. It was. It's not even close. There's no question about it. But our offense sputtered along until we got toward the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, we clicked and we was lights out. Once we got into the playoffs, the offense, we just rolled. Defense give us the ball back. We go down the field, score a touchdown. Let's keep it moving. And, and this is what could happen to Jared Goff. This is what could happen uh, to the Rams. If you look at the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs last year, their defense was struggling. But as they got toward the end, they got better and better and better. And then when they got in the playoffs, they gave up the yams early on. Then they crushed it in the second half of games. They gave the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. He go down the field, he scored. Rest is history. Let me give you a couple of good stats. I think you'd appreciate this being L.A. born and bred key, and I think this name is really going to make you smile this morning. So the Rams win, and they get their ninth win of the season. So they've now clinched a winning season. Worst they can be is 9-7. and seven. This is the fourth straight year they've had a winning season. So as soon as McVay has come on board, it's more wins than losses. I okay? can, I, you don't even need to go to rest. Go for the it. only guy to ever do it is John Robinson. There you go. The last time see, the Rams see how I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last time the Rams had four straight winning seasons, 83, 84, 85, 86. As I do recall, they had a guy that could tote the rock back in the day. I think his name was Eric Dickerson, if I'm not mistaken. He was something else. And John Robinson, a guy you know really well. And obviously that Rams team in the middle of that four-year stretch did get to an NFC championship game. I think they lost to the Bears that year in the Bears Super Bowl oh, season. Yeah. They beat but, the Giants, though. That's right. Yeah. But You don't have to point to me. <laughs> no, I just remember as a kid, yeah. Flipper Anderson going through the tunnel. Oh, Flipper Anderson, mm. great one. Great wide receiver, Flipper Anderson. So once again, from the 83 to 86, they've done it, and they haven't done it here in the four years of the McVay era. On the other side, the other quarterback, we're asking the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed whether the Patriots should stick with Cam and why or why not. 64% of the fellas and the ladies have weighed in. 64% clear. Nope. Nope. Including Jay. How about this? Your thought on this. A Fritz 440 at A Fritz 440 hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Quote, I'm not Vince Lombardi or Bill Belichick, but I do have two eyes. And those eyes tell me that man cannot play the QB position at a high level no more in the NFL. It is almost like the game is too fast for him nowadays. It's cr- I, I just I feel so bad what, for What's his name? A. Fritz at 440. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I want to root for Cam, but he's not wrong. I mean, you look at him, it just doesn't seem like it's it's going to work. 2015 MVP. Just watching this year is, ugh. Don't be looking at me, Zubin. (laughs) I don't even know how to to properly (laughs) articulate it, Key. It's bad. It's really bad. It wasn't good last night and it didn't look good but I also I guess because I don't know I guess because I'm looking at it differently I see the issues I see the issues like the interception like I I see that issue but it feels like we're starting to make excuses there's no excuse 
That's not an excuse. It's a fact. The running back was grabbed by I, Aaron Donald. It's a pick. So the first thing people, first thing I thought, man, this dude done through. I can't deal with Cam. The hell you throw that pick? But then when I went back and I looked at it, I'm like, oh, that's how the interception pick six happened. It, it, you know, so when you first see it in live action, it goes interception Cam. They never went back and said, you know, diagrammed it up and showed you exactly what happened. So I'm thinking this dude done threw the ball to a blind spot, not paying attention. Yes, it sounds like an excuse, Jay, but the fact is Aaron Donald made the play, not Cam Newton. Aaron Donald held the back. Therefore, the defender was able to step in and get the pick six. Cam down at the goal line, three straight runs, trying to dive plays with Cam Newton or just because he's big. That, to me, is a Josh Daniels mistake. Like, get down there and don't get so spooked. Mm-hmm. Let's try to do it. Or let's put some points on the board and kick some field goals. So a lot of that sort of stuff was coaching to me. That's how, you know, and then again, the best skill position player on the field for them is Jacoby Byers. And I like Jacoby, but come on, man, stop. He ain't out there playing with nobody. He's not. He's think, just not. So if you had to bet money on it, will Cam be a starter next year? Would he be a starter for somebody or would it be in New England? Which Either one? way. I, I'm asking I think, for somebody. I think, he, I think he will. I think he'll find the line in spot if it's not in New England. You're betting money on that. Yeah, I, I don't would. know if I, don't know I, if would. I would bet money no, on I would. that right now. I would for sure. Okay. Yeah, the Pats don't have a big financial investment in Cam Man, Newton. if Nick Foles can get a starting spot in the league, I know Cam could get one. We'll see what happens. Well, Nick Foles isn't starting anymore. <laughs> probably another short-term deal coming for Cam because he has not proven that he's probably worth at this point a long-term deal to be a starter Anywhere. He says more than anything, he just wanted to get on the field. Money was secondary. He's gotten on the field. Hasn't been great. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today to find out if we could save you hundreds of dollars on your car insurance. On the way. Can't wait for Bart Scott. He'll weigh in on the CAM debate. That's next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Unsportsmanlike. The Rams look like Super Bowl contenders this year. Bart Scott is joining us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. 11-year NFL vet, Jets, Ravens, Bart and Han is his radio show. And Barton Hahn is getting ready for a really big stage when the calendar turns in 2021 here. He ain't ready! On ESPN Radio, January 5th, 12-2, to 2, with Alan Hahn, ESPN Radio, ESPN+. Plus. That's next year. Let's talk about the here and now with Bart, who joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Is Cam done? Um, I don't know if he's done. I think he's done with the Patriots. I don't see how they fix this. They have a lot of issues there. Um, Cam Newton doesn't look like he's comfortable in his offense, and they have to make a specialized offense for him. And I think it limits what Josh McDaniels would like to do with a traditional quarterback. At this point, Cam is just pretty much you know, running the football, and the rest of the league has caught up um, to it. I think the greatest example of that was on the goal line where they tried to go with the options it seemed like the Rams were prepared for it and they had a game plan for it where the backside linebacker ran immediately, immediately to the pitch man, making Cam hold on to it. That's because they, teams have got this team dialed in about how they're going to be successful. And you can't win meaningful games against good football teams like that. You can beat the Chargers, some of these other uh, teams. But, I mean, come on, your starting quarterback, your MVP caliber quarterback, throwing the ball nine times, nine or 16 for 119, that's not good enough to win in any league. Bart, what do you anticipate seeing from Daniel Jones? Speaking of quarterbacks this weekend, he has some time off, uh, but he'll be back underneath the center. What do you anticipate seeing? Well, I think he's going to be compromised, and it's going to be more about Daniel Jones. And does he really have that eternal clock? Um, not burping the baby too much inside of the pocket, getting rid of the ball. It's going to be uh, important that Jason Garrett gives him a game plan where he doesn't utilize his athleticism because you understand, Key, um, it's the cold months now. And you go from sitting on the bench, and I know the bench can be heated, but it doesn't keep those hammies right. So that hamstring helper has bit, you know, jumped up and bit him. I think that's a huge part of his game. I think his game is almost like, to me, like Josh Allen's, but I think he's a more polished and more accomplished um, thrower of the ball. Um, and I think that's a huge part of his game, and I think that's a huge asset that's going to be missed. Um, now, if they continue to get the production from Wayne from um, Gallman that he got last uh, last week, I think it, it'd be fine. But um, they're going to have to be able to to really win from inside the pocket, and that defense is going to have to stop Kyler Murray, who I think presents a different problem than that of Russell Wilson. So let's see if they have to make a shootout if Daniel Jones is going to be able to physically be able to carry the load. It's some pretty intriguing quarterback matchups this weekend, whether it's the, the Cousins – in Brady, or whether it's 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 uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger and Josh Allen and in in Carr and Rivers, which one are you looking uh, forward to seeing most? Well, for me, I think the game that is the most important um, is the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, and just simply because we're, we're trying to ask ourselves, we we continue to try and convince ourselves for the last better part of the last three years that Cleveland has arrived, right? But when Cleveland, we are, whenever we believe that Cleveland has arrived, they get beat up by big brother within the division, whether it's the Ravens and how they destroyed Cleveland the first uh, matchup, the first game of the season, 
or whether it's the Steelers that kind of, you know, gave them the atomic wedgie and put them in their place. So if they want to be taken seriously, they got to be able to show that they can beat the guys that have bullied them within their division. Last week beating the Tennessee Titans was impressive because I think they out physical one of the most physical teams in the game and controlled and contained um, Derrick Henry holding the 60 yards. But Baker Mayfield, I want to know if this is fool's gold. If what we saw last week, how efficient he was going 20 to 25, and you know it was more about him throwing the ball, is it, is, is it real or is it fool's gold? And we're going to find out. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are getting healthy. Even if they lose to Cleveland, they're going to probably be 10 and 6 with how weak the rest of their schedule is. Hold on, Bart. I'm going to push you now to become that habitual line stepper that you always tell me you are. <laughs> is it fool's gold? Oh, is it fool's gold or is it not? Uh, I believe it is. I think the recipe for success is continuing to turn around and hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I think that was an admiration last week. And I think as soon as you start to buy into Baker Mayfield, he proves that you can't. Um, he's a very streaky player, and if that run game and he tried to do it twice against his Baltimore Ravens defense with those tremendous um, defensive backs, yeah, I think it'd be a mistake. I think the better part is you look at what Ezekiel Elliott was able to do last week, running the ball for over four point uh, four yards a carry. I think you try and take that playbook, not believing in, in, in Baker Mayfield putting the ball up against Humphreys, Peter Smith. You know they have some elite. Uh, secondary in Baltimore. I think they want to play with that one. I think we'll go back to saying that Baker Mayfield has more uh, commercials than wins. If he wants to have more wins than commercials, he needs to turn around and hand the ball off, or he'll or he'll have a or he'll have a lot of time to go you know um, uh, go go film some more commercials if he if you try and throw the ball with him too much. Bart, you don't play for the Ravens anymore, man. <laughs> Don't let listen, him. Key. It, it, listen, Key. It, it, you're not part owner in in, in in the in the Lakers in the Dodgers. <laughs> Get him, Bart. Get him, Bart. Okay, Bart. What what team? And could I'm be seeing on you the... on the screen too. You'll miss about eight shots with that with the paper, man. You need to get your average up. Jay will teach him how to keep that elbow aligned with the basket. He be shooting a consistent. He been making a lot lately, though. He been on fire now. I'll give him that. <laughs> All right, Bart. What team could be on the outside looking in for the playoffs? The Colts, the Vikings, the Ravens, or the Bucks? Um, for me, it's, it's, it's the Vikings. I just I don't know um, how real they are. Once again, you, you know, we, we, we love Dalvin Cook, um, but I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. So, I mean, we're, we're going to see. It's weird because it feels like they had punted on the season when they traded Yannick Ngakwe after they, you know, you know spent money and gave draft equity to go get him. You know, now, now it seems like they're in the running. Nobody's paid attention to him. I think they have an outstanding receiver and, and a Jefferson kid, and I think he's going to be exciting to watch. He may end up being one of the best from this draft, but I just don't know if if this is if I can believe in this team if this team is for real. Now it's going to say a lot about you know their chances if they're able to beat Tampa, but you know they still have Tampa and New Orleans. You know we, we expect them to beat um, the Bears in, in the Lions, but they're going to have to win one that we don't expect them to win. And it's going to be tough sledding against Tampa if Tampa is on and, and, and playing well. If Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady can come to some type of um, conclusion about how they want to go about playing and winning football games. It's a great point. The Vikings started one and five. They're now six and six with a gigantic game against the Bucks, who they can essentially get closer to, or perhaps even leapfrog if things sort of work out this weekend with the other games on Sunday. And then, of course, Bart, as a Ravens legend, will be looking forward to watching Monday Night Football on ESPN between Baltimore and Cleveland. I know you got your own show later today too, so we'll let you go. Thank you, Bart. I appreciate it. Bart. Hi, Bart. All right. 
You don't play for the Ravens anymore. <laughs> but he did play for the I just, Ravens. <laughs> I'll be messing. Man, that's my dude, man. Come on now. You know that's how we roll. So he brought up an interesting point. They have four games left. Do the Vikings. Two of those four are Tampa Bay on the road. Yes. New Orleans on the road. I mm. want to mention the New Orleans game is in week 16. So you have to kind of think about if it doesn't go just quite down to the stretch and maybe that the Saints have clinched the number one spot. You never know how that game could be played. But it's tight at the moment. The other two games... Bears-Lions. Two challenging ones, two gimmies, or is there no such thing as a gimme? <laughs> There's no such thing as a gimme, but I would think in, in when you start to get in the back end of things, you know, uh, the Lions, they're getting ready for Christmas and New Year's, and the Bears are doing the same thing, so you kind of hope that they approach it with that mindset. Uh, it'll be interesting. The New Orleans game is interesting <clears throat> because if New Orleans has not clinched home field advantage throughout – then they have to play. Plus, they want to play anyway because of what has happened in the past against the Minnesota Vikings. You can't take them lightly if you're New Orleans Great because point. you've played against them in the postseason, and we all kind of know how those games have gone. Two well, plus you, you also want Drew Brees coming back around that time. You want him to find his rhythm getting ready for the yeah. playoffs as well. Yeah, you also want to do that, as Jay said. Could possibly see Brees as early as this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit more about Jalen Hurts in a second, but – if Breeze is able to go in any sort of capacity, um, would you be more intrigued to see him return, knowing what you got from him? Or do you see, need to see a little bit more here from Taysom Hill with the caveat that the last two years, the Saints are actually 8-0 without Drew Breeze. Five from no, Bridgewater, cool. three from Taysom. I'm, I'm cool <laughs> with Taysom Hill. I'm, I'm good with Taysom Hill. He's shown I, you I, enough. Yeah, so if he can play this weekend – I'm not playing him anyway. If Drew Brees can play, not playing. I mean, go over there and sit down, put on a headset. Is that because of the opposition? Or no, it's what? because it's a little bit of both. It's the opposition. I think we have enough to be competitive and beat them. Okay, they the got a, they're starting a rookie quarterback that hasn't started a game in the league, right. and I think he's only thrown 20 passes. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't worry about that. I'm more worried about those barbecue ribs that is inside Drew Brees' body. I need to keep him healthy or get him healthy as possible. So when we get to week 15 and 16 and I need to play him moving into the playoffs so I can have home field advantage so I can get that bye week so his ribs can rest again, that's what I want to be able to do. So with that being said, you probably let him relax against the Eagles and the Chiefs and have him bring him back versus the Vikings and then the Panthers, right? Don't know that I'm going to have him relax against not, the not, Chiefs. Yeah, not, okay. Yeah. Don't know about – Depending upon where he is exactly. in the yeah, process. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going out there with Taysom Hill against the Chiefs if I can go out there with Drew Brees. More conversation on that young kid who's thrown just 20 passes. But first, it's SportsCenter. from the Rams 12-yard line. Play action, screen right. It's intercepted. Kenny Young down the left side. He hits midfield. Needs a block. Young to the inside. Now back to the outside. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, L.A. On the first play of the second quarter, Kenny Young takes it to the house. That was on ESPN LA 710. It's actually the third straight game where the Rams have had a defensive score, which is notable because everybody always talks about their offense, which is pretty good, potent, led by running back Cam Akers, the other Cam, in this game, 171 yards on the ground. It's the best rookie rushing performance from anybody in the NFL as a first-year player this year. Aaron Donald was a beast, one-and-a-half sacks. He leads the NFL 
in sacks. And as Key mentioned a couple times this morning, that pick six was squarely not on Cam, but instead on the pressure put forth by Donald. The NBA putting a little pressure on Kyrie Irving, but Jay seems to think it's chump change. Just take this one out of the glove compartment. <laughs> Kyrie and the Nets have fined $25,000 each. Kyrie has refused to speak with the media. He sort of put out a statement saying, I'm not going to do it all season long. And the league said, all right, that's fine. We'll just fine you 25K. Josai owns Alibaba. Yes. You think he's worried about 25K? No, Alibaba is the Chinese Amazon. So once again, he'll take that out of his uh, front breast pocket and say, there you go. There's your 25K. Yeah, but still, though, man, you don't want to just be giving $25,000 away. You know that, Jay. I'll tell you this right now. Kyrie, this will be the first time or many more times he will be doing so. I will tell you, Brooklyn has one of the lowest television ratings in the league. That might change this year. But you got two studs, man. I want them to speak and promote my franchise. Duke canceling their non-conference slate wasn't that extensive. Gardner-Webb is the only one left. They won't make up games with Charleston Southern and Elon, Alabama head coach Nate Oates, laying the wood to Coach K, essentially yeah. saying, hey, if you hadn't lost those games against Michigan State and Illinois, Coach K wouldn't be sounding off about perhaps stopping the season. The hell little... y'all doing out there, Jay Will? <laughs> you can't speak Losing. to everybody. <laughs> it's been a rough one out of the gate for the Blue Devils for sure, and Sports Center is brought to you by Sport Clips. Remember being at Sport Clips waiting for that great MVP haircut experience how about making that wait time even shorter? Now with on-deck text alerts, get a 15-minute heads up when it's time to head in and another text alert when you're next in line. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Obviously, my, my role has changed this week, but the preparation and the hard work has not. What do the next four weeks mean now for the quarterback position here in Philly? Right now, they really just need to win a game. What do you think of Carson Wentz's future in the NFL moving forward? Oh, his future is right. That's noted Eagles fan, Kevin Nagandi, sports center anchor, yeah, talking yeah, with Marcus yeah, Spears yeah, last yeah. night. The big question everybody obviously wants to know is what's Jalen Hurts going to look like on Sunday? I think the second biggest question people want to know, as we welcome you back to Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, is what kind of relationship does Hurts have with Carson Wentz? He was asked that yesterday. How about with Carson, though? I mean, how, how is that dynamic working? I mean, we're working together communicating on things. You know, he has five times um, as much experience that, than I have, so he's always a, a helping hand when a question comes up. What do you think about that? A little more than five times, I would say, though. <laughs> well, it, look, man, it, this is not a, Jer- Jer- a Jalen Hurts issue. This was a Carson Wentz issue. So for Carson Wentz not to be there for a young quarterback, that would be wrong. He's going to be there for him and help him out for whatever it is. You know, he's not going to just turn his back on him and act. No, he's not going to pout and do those things. Carson, Carson's issues will be with the coaching staff and the organization. It won't be with his teammate. What the, what the hell has Jalen Hurts done to him? Right? I mean, think about it. But why, why do we get into these things? Like, this, this is where I really feel like the media just – as an ex-player, the media just really digs to try to find something to – because they already have a narrative in their mind that they want to write about, right? So my only thing is we're grown men. We're grown men, Key. I don't need you to put your arm around me and tell me it's going to be okay. You might have to give me some advice here or there if you choose to, but if not, I'm going to have to figure it out. Like well, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going into this scenario saying, oh, I really wish Carson Wentz will help me out and – I'm really worried about our relationship, so our relationship is going to, you know, if it's not good, it's going to hinder the way I perform in the field. No, you're one of the worst in the league at third, third down conversion rates, right? Keep plays alive offensively and keep your offense on the field. That's what Jalen Hurts needs to do. Well, well, sometimes it's always good, though, to get the perspective of somebody who's actually been in the chair 
and been in that position because now that they removed from it, they see it a lot clearer. You know what I'm saying? Like like Carson Wentz is so amazing right now. Carson Wentz sees it different than he sees it when he's underneath the center because he's the backup now. So he's looking at it like different. So for Jalen Hurts to go to him and say, you know, if, if this happens here and that happens here, what would you do? Now Carson could say, oh, I would do this because the bullets aren't flying right now. So he doesn't have to worry about ducking and dodging. But when the bullets go to flying, you got to duck and dodge. Your mindset is so much way different. That's why veteran quarterbacks are good for young guys because they see it different. They told, And I learned this from Frank, Frank Reich when I was a rookie. Frank Reich was the backup. Believe it or not, he was my he was my quarterback. I was young though. Frank was on his way out, but he could come and teach me. He taught me so much and got me up to speed because I was late to training camp. Oh, of course, huh? Right? You held out. <laughs> yeah, I held you out. You were late to training uh, camp. Yeah, really, right? And so I could sit in a room with Frank, and he could see it totally different than the information I was getting from Neil O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. But and he, it, it, it was amazing to, to be a part of that. You said he was on his way out, though, right? From a time. No, but I'm saying because right. he because he wasn't the starter, he was the backup. He he would just see it differently than when you out there, Jay. Those things are moving fast. Oh no, man. I get it. It's I get all it. over the place. And now when you remove yourself from it, you go, oh okay. It's even now I hadn't played in a hundred years, but when I see something, I'm like, oh, I would have did this or that I, if you put me out there. I may not do those things. I just don't go into this thinking that Carson Wentz is going to have a red and rosy relationship with Jalen Hurts considering the way Carson Wentz has essentially been forced out. But it's not a Jalen issue, though. I, I know it's not. I know, I know it's not a Jalen no, issue. No, I'm saying I'm, – okay. Here's what I'm saying, Jay. It's not a Jalen Hurts issue for Carson Wentz to have a problem with him. They're going to have a cool relationship. It's the issue is with the organization and I agree. the coaches. If I agree. Carson Wentz is going to go ham on anybody, it should be the coaches – and the front office has nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. Put your arms around Jalen Hurts and help him get through that's the, the right game. Thing. That's, that's the, the right, best that's way the right, to handle the situation. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. Not everybody always does the right thing, especially that's when true. you're emotional about true. losing your job. You lost your job to Jalen Hurts, man. They did you wrong. Just saying. That's you, the, you know how people get in the, people's that's, ears? That's what the homies is going to You know when you go home, you know, and it makes you look at people a little bit differently. I I'm not saying you do it maliciously. That guy isn't even good. He didn't win anything in Oklahoma. You know, you get that whole. And if you allow that to seep into your brain, you ain't worth nothing either. couple quick things. One, there has been a little bit of discussion exactly what Wentz's temperament has been. There have been some things written, but in large part, Many people have come out and said he embodies the term, and they have this here in the upper Midwest, he embodies the term North Dakota nice. That's what they say up there. There have been things that have been said and written about Wentz, maybe not being the greatest teammate of all time, but in large part, publicly at least, he obviously has been very supportive and seems like a good dude. So let's ask He's it from this there. perspective. Yes, he, and we all get humbled, right? It's just we a matter of when yes. it happens. Okay, so... It's just one game. Hertz came in, obviously, during the Green Bay game. Didn't get all the first-team reps. Got more reps. This is his week. I know it's just one game. This is his week. It's his time. It's his opposition. What a reasonable just one game out of the gate against a quality opponent with an excellent defense. What, what, what's reasonable for him? Yeah. His performance? Yeah. Just, it's, it's, it's your first spot, but it's a big spot. Well, I, I don't anticipate him – looking like Carson Wentz looked the last time we saw Carson Wentz. I don't expect that. I expect for them to help him uh, in in terms of play selection, giving him things that he does well, 
not the things that Carson did well, but the things that Jalen Hurts does well because they're going to have to run some of the things that Carson did do, but also taking into consideration this is a different quarterback with a different style. And I think they know that. So you'll probably see a lot of things on the move, uh, a lot of RPOs. You're gonna have to. You're gonna see a lot of empty packages where he's in the gun and he's getting the football. He's rocket stepping, throwing, letting it go out quick because of his anticipation. He is not a fast, twitchy guy like a uh, uh, Kyler Murray. Okay, but he is a hell of an athlete yeah, and a hell of a football player. And so sometimes in college he had a slow delivery. He liked to see the receiver open before he threw the football, but that's also because I have a strong arm. Quarterbacks taught me, Vinny Tessaverde taught me this as well because his arm was so strong that a lot of the times I would break, come out of my break, but I, and I could see him throw the football because he knew I'm going to get it there before the defensive back. A lot of guys do that, and it could get them in trouble opposed of timing. In the timing, no one typically would say, oh, he's, his timing is off. He's supposed to throw that ball before he comes out of the break. That is true. But when you have a strong arm, you you get bad habits at times. And I think at Oklahoma and even at Alabama, he knew he could zip it through because he had a strong arm, so the anticipation wasn't quite there. Hopefully they fix that with the Eagles because this is the National Football League. Things happen a little bit faster. So I, I think he'll have a decent game. I don't know that – He'll win the game. I don't know that he'll throw for 300 yards, but I think it'll be a game. We say, okay, he deserves to start next week. I mean, I don't come in with any expectations. I honestly don't know. But just imagine if Jalen Hurts did win this game. Imagine if they beat the Saints, a team that hasn't lost since week three after a change. Can you imagine the type of hype that we will have coming into next Monday? No doubt. Off the charts. And it would obviously be the question would Jeez, be Gee, thanks to, for everybody. <laughs> Tony Luke's, Pats, Geno's, whatever you want. They would just ask him essentially, why didn't you make the change earlier? That'll obviously be the first question to Doug Peterson. Last thing I would say. You well, said we had, didn't think Jalen was ready. We, we felt like Carson was giving us the best chance to win. <laughs> You've been to a lot of press conferences, haven't you? I've heard a lot. Of, I've tossed to a lot of those press you, conferences. You say a lot without <laughs> saying anything. Last thing I would say, you said the slow delivery. The one thing I really do like about Jalen Hurts, just as a fan when I watch him and I listen to him speak, realizing you don't hear college players talk all that much, is he's a very slow heartbeat. Like, it just doesn't feel like everything or anything is too big for him. You played at Alabama and OU. Yeah. You had adversity. You lost your starting job, which you didn't really lose on merit. The other guy was just on fire and came through in the biggest spot that he could possibly face. But I like the fact that he handled all of that so well. I think it speaks to him. He took the starting job from uh, Barrett against USC, mm-hmm. who they started. He came in, took the starting job, and then and then he lost it, but he didn't really lose it. Right, right. Blake Barnett started. I mean, Barnett. In, made it happen. Keyshawn J. Bulls, you've been presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting small businesses with specialized coverages for commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. It's a Friday tradition. Four downs. I think it's the biggest game of the week. What do the fellas think? We'll break down Pittsburgh and Buffalo and three or maybe four other games next on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jay wants to go. Let's go. The sun coming up here in lower Manhattan. It's a beautiful Friday. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Four Downs brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. First down, Steelers and Bills. This is a very interesting game, fellas. When you think about it, this is, has an opportunity to be a great one. But the Steelers are sitting at 11-1, Bills at 9-3. The Steelers can clinch an AFC North win and a Browns loss in Week 14. If they do that, then, hey, it looks like that they'll possibly be headed into the playoffs with a bye. Chance for Josh Rosen to make a statement. It's also a chance for the Bills' defense to come up big, especially against a Steelers' offense that is one-dimensional. They have to throw the ball in order to win. Wow, FBI, chance to win the game. Steelers, 57%. That is correct. I disagree with that. I'm taking the Bills in this game. I'm taking the Bills, too. Second down, Colts at Raiders. Here's an interesting game right here. Two teams that have been Jekyll and Hyde all year long, an 8-4 and four Colts at the 7-5 and five Raiders. The Raiders are coming off playing subpar football. You think about the way that they've been doing things, pushing the ball down the field, Big chunks at times. The defense has settled in in Indianapolis, and so has the quarterback in Phillip Rivers. Is not turning the football over nearly as as much as we thought. I'm taking the Raiders in this football game. With that being said, the Raiders beat the Colts last year and kind of turned the season around before they fell apart. I take the Colts in this one. I don't know who Derek Carr is. I don't know who he is after coming out the Falcons game. And I know I know he, the way he finished the game against the Jets, but I think that Colts defense finds a way to step up and they get this one done on the road. Third down. Cardinals at Giants. This one's easy for me. I don't like dome teams traveling on the road and playing in hostile environments, although there'll be no fans in Giants Stadium, but there may be showers, rains, and a little bit of cold. When you look at this football game, you have a 6-6 six and six Cardinal team who's trying to keep their playoff hopes alive against a 5-7 and seven New York Giants team, Jay Will. Entering in this game and in this week, 40% chance for the Cardinals to make the playoffs according to FPI. I don't believe so. I think the Giants win this football game. They get Daniels back at the quarterback spot. Kyler Murray has a lot to prove on the road. I'm worried about this game. FPI, chance to win the game, has the Cardinals at 60%. I saw what the Giants did last week on the road against Seattle, you know, forcing Russell Wilson to make a lot of poor decisions. You know, I know everybody's worried about Kyler Murray's arm. How will he be? He's only ran the ball five times the last two games. But if they allow him to get out of the pocket and start scattering, I think it's going to be trouble for the Giants. Fourth down, Chiefs and Dolphins. You would think that this would be an easy pick. Everybody would say it's the Kansas City Chiefs at 11-1 against the Dolphins at 8-4. You are traveling to a great place in Miami. Miami's not the same. If this was the Miami Dolphins in the city a year ago, I would be afraid for the Kansas City Chiefs, but there is no nightlife going on for football teams right now. Patrick Mahomes has thrown 31 touchdowns to two interceptions this season, he is clearly the MVP, and clearly the Kansas City Chiefs are going to pound the Dolphins. I got the same thing, Key, FBI, 76% chance to win. 
No way. I, I think Patrick Mahomes comes in and do the job they're supposed to do to keep moving forward to clinch the AFC. Bonus death, Saints and Eagles. This is a game that people have been talking about all week long, and it's not necessarily because of the game. It's because of the quarterback position at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Saints take a 10-2 record into a 3-8-1 Philadelphia hostile environment with no fans. I love saying that. The Saints are 8-0 without Drew Brees in the last two seasons. And this is easy for me. Jalen Hurts is going up against a lights-out defense for the first time, a young quarterback. I think he's going to play well, but I think they're going to get the best of him. And how could I not? take the New Orleans Saints. My nephew plays on the damn team. I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> Don't know what the spread is here in this game. Let me find out here. Plus well, six and a half. Uh, okay. Whatever I, that I, means. I, you know what? Look, I think it's easy to take the Saints. I, I still think the Saints are going to win, but I, I actually will take Philly in the spread. Six and a half is the number. Philly is six and a half point dog. So that means they got to win by seven. Well, if the Eagles win, you win because they're the underdogs. Oh, so the Eagles win. So the Saints got to win by a touchdown. I, I bet stuff, Saints have to win by a touchdown. Saints, Saints have to win by a touchdown. touchdown. There That's it what I said by seven. There it is. Right? Yeah, the correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Philly wins right. in any capacity. I, should, I feel you like don't that's think one. They can beat them by seven. I do, but I feel like it's one of those setup games because it's easy to go into that game saying Jalen Hurts first time he's going to get a start position. Um, you know, the Saints one of the best defenses there is in the league. What's going on? What Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, they're eight and zero. I just feel like it's a setup game. So if I take the Saints and I take the six and a half, what do I win? Twenty seven twenty. They win twenty seven twenty. Whatever money you put down, that's a winning bet. Oh, if they okay. win seven nothing, seven or more. But how much money? Well, it depends how much money you put down initially, and that'll tell you how much money you win at the back end. Okay. Right. So the I, I'm, I would have to give it to Jay and let Jay go to the booth. Jay and Joe Fortenbar, gambling expert, will talk at 9, to 10 a.m. Is that what you got to do? We well, can do it over your phone. Yes. You know. So if you oh. care about the other numbers other That's than the final risky. score, Some, like a lot of people do. That's risky. I don't like stuff it's like that. It's not voting. No, because if I say I want to bet 1000 then somebody might say you mess up and put $100,000. Uh, you, oh, you just make a call to your guy. <laughs> Everybody's got a guy. <laughs> oh, don't we all? I wish I had that problem. I, I thought it was a thousand, but I put down a hundred k. You got you got you got to retract this. You got to retract this. I'm sure thinking. that's happened before, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. No, I mean, look, I'll give you a quick famous story. You guys have talked about gambling. I'll have some fun here at the end. Phil Mickelson is actually a very big gambler, the golfer Phil Mickelson. He's a big gambler. When the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012, Jay, you mentioned it with Joe Flacco. At the beginning of the season, this is not a joke, mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson put down 250K. 250,000. 250K. For the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know the payout oh. off the top of my head, but can you imagine like that's that's like Floyd Mayweather money when you roll up with the suitcase and just like yeah, the bills yeah, are yeah. in there. It's like oh. I'm good for it, you know. Phil, Phil Mickelson, two fifty k on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, which they did. Oh, now, what's the most? Wonder, you, what were the odds? I don't have it back then. I was oh. just thinking about this particular story. Oh, what's the biggest you'd ever throw down yourself. on something they were super confident in? We don't have to do like Ravens or. You're super confident in SC this weekend or whatever it would be. What's the max somebody like you that's done so well in your post-football life would throw down? What's the payout, though? See, that's the uh, – you know me. I'm always about the return, man. I'm not just giving mine away. You want the ROI. You want the return I, what, on what, what – you know, if you tell me – if you tell me I can give you 10000 and I can get 100000 back or something like that, then I'll take that bet, right? But if you're telling me you give me, I'm giving you ten, and you're giving me five back, I'm not – no. Not enough. Not enough. You never go six figures in the bet? No, man, I ain't doing that. That's no. I can neither confirm nor deny that accusation. That's a bad deal. 
Is it? Because it might go left on you. I kind of messed around with Chris Long uh, a couple years ago with a half court shot for a hundred thousand. What still, happened? Oh, he still owes me. Oh, I made it. It's on the internet. I you said made better. It. I said better hundred thousand. He said, uh, Did he have to shoot? He missed it. it. He okay. missed it, and I made it. It's on the internet. Oh, well, how about that? We got to call him out. We had him on the other day. I almost did, but we weren't you were talking too nice about betting. Too nice to not bring that up. We weren't talking well, about I, betting look, at that time. I, I, when I was playing, I bet some teammates some stuff, but I never collected on them. I'll tell you the story during the break. But I just, I don't know, man. That's too risky, no, man. I want Somebody my money. kick a field goal. I want you, my money, anything. Chris. You look. I want up, my hundred k. You look up and you bet that they can win by three or something. Some weird happen, like the Arizona Bills game. I'm sure the people that was celebrating for the Bills, they thought they had it. And then all of a sudden he throws that. It's a wrap. We're back with more on Sunday Night Football next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.